In this episode, once again, we speak to the amazing, the wonderful, the inspirational Sarah McElroy. Sarah is a former hustle culture devotee, ex-chief marketing officer, the Wall Street Journal's poster girl for pandemic career burnout, and a two-time member of the Great Resignation class of 2021 and 2022. And in today's episode, we're speaking to Sarah to find out the six stages of conscious quitting process. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And once again, we have the amazing, those I should say, the resilient Sarah McElroy. Welcome, Sarah. How are you doing? Thank you, Gul. Awesome to be here. Sarah, everyone's heard your intro and they know how fabulous you are. But please, in your own words, tell everybody what it is that you do. Yes. Well, I am a former CMO and ex-hustle culture devotee. And on the other side of becoming a two-time member of the Great Resignation, I was inspired to return to my journalism roots to find out what were other women experiencing and why were they also walking away in the midst of the pandemic? So that led me to found Race to Rise, which is a journalism project and movement amplifying the powerful voices and stories of women from the Great Resignation. Wonderful. And today we're talking about the six stages of conscious quitting process. So let's go into that. So why are we discussing that? Why do you think that's so important, Sarah? And where yes. did it come? Where, how did it, how was this idea born? Yes. Well, so this was something that organically emerged from charting the journeys of walking away from all the women that I interviewed for Raise to Rise. So When I first set out to start this journalism project, I just really wanted to understand what were the issues women Mm -hmm. women were facing that were leading them to walk away, whether that was moving from one corporate role to another or starting their own entrepreneurial ventures. And as I dug into the stories, what really fascinated me the most was that decision point moment, that crystallizing moment when women knew they were going to quit their jobs. And so as I was asking each woman how she got to that place, I was so surprised that the red thread running through all of the interviews was that women were coming to this place of just knowing they needed to quit their jobs. Now, some women actually called it intuition and mm-hmm. some weren't comfortable using a term like that, but they would just say that they knew. They also potentially did more rational sort of mental gymnastics to make the decision with, you know, spreadsheets and planning out budgets or pro-con lists or talking to other family and friends. Like those exercises weren't completely not a part of the process, obviously, but it was like those became secondary to this deeper gut knowing that they needed to walk away. And I was just, I was so blown away because I had been that serial good girl, I bristled a bit at this idea of us making these really major career decisions from this place of more of this like gut knowing or this unseen intuitive part of us, because it was like, wait, 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 we've all been taught 
to approach our careers in a you know linear fashion, kind of like the conventional approach is find the general swim lane you're going to stay in for the next three to four decades. And then the goal after that is it's going to be, you know, linear, climb the ladder, pull down fatter paychecks, chase the fancier titles. Like that is sort of the done and dusted playbook. Right. And so it was like, oh my God, is this irresponsible of us to be making these major life decisions from this place of gut knowing. But what I realized is that I believe that the great resignation is a bit of this grassroots movement of women re- harnessing the power of their intuition. And if you think about the workplace, workplaces were designed by men for men. Here in the States, for example, in 1972, that's when women were granted equal protection in the workplace under the law with the Equal Rights Amendment. So yes, that was 50 years ago. And sometimes 50 years sounds like a long time, but you think about a, a monolithic institution like the workplace, 50 years is not a long time for the system to adapt to fit the differences of the, you know, the two primary genders and then all of the genders that are that are coming into to play these days as people are identifying differently. So it's like the system has not fully adapted. We were just expected to slot in. And part of that in this system that worships mental prowess are more our softer side, these these capabilities that are more intuitive have had to take a back seat because when you're looking at, for example, I was in marketing, like if a marketing campaign is going to perform and don't get me wrong, like I still love data, facts, figures, science, evidence, all of those things. That doesn't mean any of that goes out the window. But if I were to come to the table and be like, I just have a gut feeling that this one is going to perform better. That would have, especially in my, you know, my CMO role, which was a private equity backed organization, and it was numbers and spreadsheets all day long. That would have been looked at, like scoffed at, like mm. that is soft, Sarah. And so we learned, we've learned to suppress and shut down that part of us. Also, as women with good girl conditioning, we've been taught to put others' needs first and yes, to. Right. And not think about ourselves and to make decisions based on what we feel. And so we will often ignore this knowing that something's wrong. Case in point, I ignored two episodes of throwing up blood and, you know, it led me to shingles before I finally walked away from a job. So this is the roadmap that emerged from talking to all of these women from Raise to Rise. And I also spoke with women who walked away in years prior because I wanted to capture the insights of those trailblazers who have more of that space between their big leap and now and have that gift of hindsight. And this is their crowdsourced insight and wisdom that came through to show us the process of walking away, how to do it, how to prepare, what to look for, all of those things. Fabulous. So what's the first stage? Yes, the first stage is rumbling. And this is really where we're starting to see the misalignment and fragmentation. It's like, honeymoon phase is over, rose-colored glasses are coming off. We're starting to see that there are cracks and fissures in our reality at work. And this stage can manifest differently for everyone, but a lot of the hallmarks include disillusionment, disengagement, feeling trapped, 
feeling stuck, feeling like you've settled, also even just feeling a pull to something greater because sometimes we even ignore. We'll stay in these things called shadow careers, which are places that are comfortable, stable, secure, and maybe we even like that job, but there's something inside of us that's telling us we're meant to be doing something different, maybe something of greater impact. Like we can feel all of these different things that start to pop up and start to point to us that we're not likely in the place that we should be. Now, on the really extreme side, when you are in a situation that is really taking a toll on you mentally, physically, emotionally, even spiritually, and your you know social energy too, like we can see it manifest physically. And that could be things like burnout, insomnia, exhaustion, feeling like you don't even want to engage with family and friends, like your world can really become smaller and you can become a shell of yourself. So that is the first stage where we're starting to get those warning signs that something isn't right. And then stage two? Stage two is knowing. And this is when you you actually come to that mental realization that you're going to have to walk away. Now, this mm-hmm. was really my, this is the linchpin of the journey because without the knowing, there is no journey, right? We don't yeah. walk away without this knowing. But it fascinated me too, to understand like, okay, how do we get to this point? What happens to us? And it it seemed that I was able to find three categories or three ways the knowing comes to us. And it could be a combination thereof, but there were, there were like these three lanes that really emerged in the interviews and the data. The first being that like that light bulb moment, like that Hollywood shot out of the dark. Oh my God, I'm going to have to quit. Like that is a real thing that that has Mm -hmm. happened for people. So that would be the first way, like this lightning bolt hits and our reality is kind of instantaneously shattered. We know we're going to have to walk away. The second way is more of a gradual build. And it's a collecting of little data points, little experiences, little things that happen along the way that lead to an ultimate conclusion that we're going to have to to quit the job. And this can often be really culminating with a breaking point because as with anything, like a like a daily paper cut, as I mentioned in my Friday feature, When we are continuing to ignore rumbling signs for a very long period of time, Mm -hmm. and those become a daily paper cut, when we finally hit that point of needing to walk, that can really be a very harsh breaking point. Then the third is acceptance and surrender, accepting I'm not going to be able to change what is not working for me, what is making me unhappy in this situation and surrendering to the fact that I'm going to need to walk away. This can either be a real peaceful, empowered moment of acceptance and surrender where you just like you detach from all of the the crazy frenetic energy of it and the trying to fix and all of those things. And you just reach a place of peace and you're like, I'm going to take back the power that I have ceded and I'm going to choose to to leave. Or it can also be that we have spent a lot of time trying to fix something. We are disappointed and it can feel like we're waving the light, the white flag. But either way, it is really anchored in both a a period of acceptance and surrender. So those are the three ways that we know. Okay. So um, first is rumbling, second is knowing, and third is acceptance. What's the fourth stage? Oh, the third is actually is decision. So the decision is the the next stage in the process because you go from rumbling and like feeling the, the warning signals, knowing to being like, oh, I'm going to have to do this. I'm going to have to walk away. And decision has to be separate though, because okay. I've seen from interviewing other women 
that we can have that knowing and get tripped up by a lot of different factors that keep us almost bouncing around in this Mm. limbo or purgatory between rumbling and knowing where, you know, I've certainly done that before. Gosh, did I do that in my CMO role? And even in the, in the other role that I left where it was like, you just keep thinking something's going to get better. I can fix this. You know, Mm. you'll tell yourself, we'll talk ourselves out of it. Second guessing is, is really strong. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. That's why we have to look at decision as an actual independent step in the process to get to. And that is when we make that mental commitment to walk away. Now, this is a really meaty step in the journey too, because this is where not only we're making that decision to walk away, we're determining where what we're walking towards yeah. once we are done. And part of conscious quitting is that it's not just about being conscious and thoughtful and intentional in making the decision to quit but it's also you're being really conscious about how you architect your career moving forward. You do a lot of that work that we talked about in the last episode of understanding what are what are your values and your priorities? What's not working for you at work right now? What would have to change? How do you want to show up differently? How are you perhaps showing up as a, as a wearing a mask or as a facade of yourself? Like you do more of that deep work. I deeply believe that we have been done a disservice by not being taught that our careers, because they're just part of us, who we are holistically as humans, like there should be deep work that we do to understand what's going to help us be fulfilled in our careers in different seasons of life. But we've not really been taught that again, go back to that linear, you know, conventional broad sweeping playbook. And so that's what you do in the decision phase is you do more of that work to recalibrate and figure out where you're going to go next. Okay. So that's, that's the decision. That's stage number three. So what's stage number yes. four? Stage number four is action. So just because we make the mental decision doesn't mean we are going to actually take that step. And mm-hmm. so action is when you are taking physical steps in the direction of severing your relationship with the job and you're taking baby steps in the direction of the new dream. Now, what I would say here is that this is the time to be gentle on yourself. So as part of decision, you're mapping out your your exit strategy and your game plan. And I always recommend being really thoughtful about timing and how quickly you're going with things because making a job change is a major life decision. And it is a full upending of, you know, of your snow globe when you make a job change. The Journal of Applied Psychology found in 2021 that when we switch jobs for over a year, we see our energy decline and we see work-family conflict increase. So it doesn't mean that we shouldn't change jobs, right? Like that that can still be the right move for us, but we want to go into it with that awareness that that can happen. So the we want to prepare, go slowly, and take that action in such a way that it allows us to leave gracefully. For example, don't do what I did. Like, I wish I'd never gotten to a breaking point where I just had to quit the next day. That doesn't feel good on our nervous systems. It's very destabilizing. So you you map out a way to exit that is is graceful. It takes care of you. It covers all your bases and you're really stable in the other aspects of your life across, you know, finances, health, relationships, 
uh, you know, even your, your faith, like all of those feel really strong and sturdy so that when you're making that leap, that cliff that you're leaping from is as stable as it can be. Okay. Uh, so taking, basically taking action. And so what's the fifth stage? The fifth is after effects. And I think we don't always consider the fact that even if we are making the move to leave from a place of knowing, and we're not just relying on, you know, rationality or logic or just chasing the next big paycheck that's coming your way or a fancy title, we can still end up somewhere that isn't the the greatest fit for us. And for me, that was moving from the CMO role down here to Florida. I could tell you that coming down here and taking this job was a terrible idea. But if it hadn't happened, Gull, we would not be sitting here here. speaking today. (laughs) We would would not. Mm -hmm. And so I, as horrible as that was from the standpoint of my mental and emotional health deteriorated really significantly during that time, I wouldn't change it because we are to your point of the hero's journey, which I love, like that's what this is kind of based on. It's a bit of a, it is a bit of a hero's journey at work. We will have challenges along the way because it is a major life decision, a major life change as with anything else that's a part of life. And so we have to expect that after effects are good, bad, and ugly. And it can be that we do end up exactly where we wanted. The new job is great. The new business is just flourishing, or it can be new job is not so great, but I learned something really valuable at the new job that tells me exactly what I don't want, or it makes Mm. me face something else that I need to heal or change. Uh, Or, you know, it teaches me with what, what I can do differently in a business niche, for example, but we look and we learn that there is actually, there are lessons to be gained from these after effects. And we prepare ourselves for that, knowing that it isn't going to be perfect and it can be messy. And then in the final stage, that's an assimilation where we really look out and up from that rubble and we see that we've grown stronger, we're more resilient, we're more adaptable, we can flex that risk-taking muscle muscle more in the future. And we are definitely moving in the direction because we're, we're architecting our careers in alignment with our personal truth and what's right for us. And so even if in the after effects, we, we get hit with something really surprising, we can rest assured that we are at least moving in the right direction toward a career of greater greater fulfillment because this is it's a career long odyssey. Wow. Okay. And I, that that makes sense to me because if you make a, a massive decision, there are going to be some after effects. I mean, after every major oh. earthquake, there's there, you know there's there's uh, the after effects. It's, it's normal. The aftershocks. Yeah. It's because it, that's that's just how nature is. We understand that point. Yes. But if yeah. you're mentally prepared for it, I think it makes it a lot easier. So what's the what's the sixth stage then? Yes, that was assimilation. I'm sorry about that. It's after effects and assimilation. So okay. that's where we like we see the fallout. The fallout comes with the after effects and it's it's good, bad, ugly, all of it in between. And then in assimilation, that's where we really do that retrospective and we gather the lessons from it and we determine how moving forward, what we will want to do differently so that we are continuing to to architect our careers in an intentional way moving forward. Wonderful. Okay. So can you give us a quick summary of the six stages again, once once again? Yes. It's rumbling, knowing, decision, action, after effects, and assimilation. And the thing about this that has been really powerful, Gull, is that obviously I base this off of yeah. conversations with women, interviews with women, but as soon as we started sharing this out, 
had men reach out too to be like, this is this is absolutely the this is a universal process because it is yeah. very, very much akin to like a hero's journey or or a uh, a cycle that we would go through in making any sort of big life decision. And so I just love that I never expected this to be the outcome. This is not what I went into the project to find which is very different from corporate Sarah, who would have gone in exactly knowing what she was going to get out of it, but let it really emerge. And it's been so beautiful, beautiful to find this universality in it because when we, we know that making a job change is such a scary process and we can be held back by so many things, fear, our mm. own cognitive limitations, you know, conditioning, all of these things can hold us back. So if we know what we're going to face along the way and yeah. we better prepare for it, we'll be able to to ride the peaks and valleys of the journey so much better. So it's it's Agreed. really, really proud that this is what's coming to bear because I think it can be so helpful to so many people, women and men. Agreed. I mean, I, when I was listening through it, and that's why I was a bit more quiet because I was, as I was listening to this, I was actually going through my own decision of leaving, of leaving my second husband. So the, oh, the process wow. I went yes. through, I, that's, that's exactly you. the process that I went through because I went through years, years of abuse. Uh, I mean, oh, now looking wow. back in hindsight, I, did, I didn't know the, the severity of the abuse until I left it, until I left that, until oh, I left their marriage. Wow. And it was, um, and there's parts of me that are still healing from that relationship. Yes. And that, that's what occurred to me just now that even now, because I only became fully aware of how severe the whole situation was. Because when you're in that situation, you don't you only see a small part. You don't see the bigger picture. And Absolutely. now when I look, and when I look back and I realize I'm still healing from some aspects. I mean, that we I, that was this was six years ago, and um, so this framework that you've laid out doesn't necessarily mean just for. I mean, it works brilliantly in work environment, but the same thing, the same principles Absolutely. can apply to any area of your life, especially in a toxic relationship. And you're talking about toxic relationship in a work environment. I went through in my mind toxic relationship in a personal in a personal space. But they're both equally difficult to get out of. I was this is my second marriage. Um, you know, in my culture, one divorce is bad. And I, I was going for the second divorce, and I would mm. I would be instigating the second one as well. And I had a child from the first marriage, a child from the second marriage. The stigma attached, the shame attached. There were so many other factors yes. involved. Yet I finally, I mean, I remember it took me such a long time, and even in the end, I had had a major event. You had a breakdown. I had to see him literally in bed with another woman before I walked out the door. Mm. I had to see that the universe wow. told me in that situation because I wasn't listening to my intuition beforehand. And yep. and so you had a breakdown. I had similar similar scenarios, but in, you know, for different yep. situations, the universe gives you whatever you need to make that final step. Sometimes it's a kick, right? Like sometimes it is a real kick, and, it, and it's it's necessary. It's it, I know for yes, a fact exactly. I if I didn't see that scene, I would justify it somehow or the other and not yes. walk out of the marriage because I was not going to make. I was going to bend everything and do everything possible to make my second marriage work. It wasn't going yeah. to work, and the universe showed me why. But I un yeah. understood the full, full, full blown uh, situation when I walked away. Because when you walk away from a situation, you get the bird's eye view, and you, you can see what was going on. Then you realize why the universe was trying to push you in a particular direction, and that explains exactly. why you, you know, you, it took you so long and what happened as well. But anyway, I thought that was brilliant. I absolutely loved listening to those six stages, and I was, I was really absorbing. And seeing it from a different perspective, but it really makes sense because it does, these are the exact steps that I went through when I was um, going yeah. through, you know, my well, life-changing decision. But on that note, we're going to wrap up, Sarah. Thank you so much for being such an amazing guest. Tell Sarah, where can we connect with you? How can we find you on the internet? 
Yes. You can find me at raisetorise.com. That's where the journalism project is with women's stories. And you can find me on LinkedIn and Instagram as Sarah J. McElroy. Thank you. And if you're listening to us on podcast, then the links that we've just mentioned will be in the show notes. And if you're watching us on YouTube, down below in the description section, you will find all the links she just mentioned. Do check her out. She's absolutely fabulous. And go and see if she can help you and support you in your decision-making process as well. Well, thank you so much for being such an amazing guest, Sarah. It's been a fabulous conversation with you. Thank you, Cole. It's been amazing. Thank you for listening to me and Sarah today. I will be back with another amazing guest finding out how you and I can build a better business. Until the next time we meet, this is Gokhan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website www.goalcard.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop. And if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money, then go and get my book, Laws of Money, from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.